Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Thank you and welcome to the program. This is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Maddie Rose and today we're going to be talking with a very special guest. As always, I have different guests each and every week. But this week I have my grandpa on, which is pretty cool because this is like the first family member that I've actually had on the show. So I would call that a first. And yeah, it should definitely be fun and we'll talk about lots of stuff and it'll be good. So grandpa, how are you doing? Doing real well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so for everybody do- that doesn't know, where do you live? Uh, we live in the um, state of Florida, north of Tampa, Florida. Uh, been there for about 32 years. How do you like it there? I love Florida. Florida is, uh, is uh, culturally uh, uh, diverse, and it's, uh, uh, the weather's a little bit uh, cooler. Yeah, I would say so. it is in Arizona. It's a dry heat. (laughs) It is a dry heat. (laughs) So, um, you know, tell us about your adventure on the way up to Arizona because you basically got in an RV and kind of just drove all the way down here from Florida, which is quite a bit of a drive, I'd say. We did. Uh, It took us about uh, six and a half days to get here, but we took our time. We saw uh, some very nice places. We stopped in New Orleans and spent the night there and drove around through Texas. That takes a while. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in Tombstone, Arizona and spent the night, a couple nights there. So we took our time. We weren't in any hurry. Okay. Awesome. And what was your favorite part of the road trip? Favorite part of the road trip was getting here, actually. Nice. That <laughs> was an anticipated uh, journey. The faster, uh, the longer it took, the, the faster we were going when we got here. It just seemed to accelerate. To, we were anxious to get here. Yeah, and Grandma told me you got lost a few times, you know, going around and around we, and around. We do that. I, I, uh, I, I can't look at the road signs as much as I'd like to. She's my co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I know, and it was like an adventure getting up here. It, it was. To the studio, at least for the first time with my dad and stuff, because, you know, it's kind of hard to keep up with my mom on the road and stuff, but <laughs> we're not going to get into that <laughs> at all, but that's just a fun little story. Um But, you know, going more into being here in Arizona, I think this is like the second time you guys have been out here because... Last time we flew in, we sure. This is the first time that we drove from Florida here. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of Arizona besides the whole dry heat thing? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's uh, this this area that we're in now, Phoenix, of course, is a a lot busier than any area that we live around. It's it's pretty pretty fast-paced. I would say so. But it's beautiful. The scenery is just magnificent. That's uh, that's the first thing that hits you is the scenery that you're looking at. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more than a desert. Like people imagine it to just be like all dirt, but it's not at all. Well, see, Florida is so flat that mm-hmm. you don't, I mean, you don't see anything. Uh, out here, at least you have a vista that you can look at. Yeah, and we do have grass. I promise. There is grass. I've seen it a couple times. I know. See, in our neighborhood, I'm like, that one has grass. That one has grass. Oh, we don't have grass in ours, but that that doesn't count. But anyways, you know, going more into 
personally about yourself. Can you tell me about you being in the military? I did. I was in the military in 1965, uh, right about the time that the Vietnam War was getting accelerated, and um, received orders to go to Vietnam, and uh, we were in Oklahoma, and the orders got changed, and I ended up in Germany for the next two years. I was in the United States Army, and uh, a lot of my friends went to Vietnam, and a lot of my friends did not come back from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But it was short. I only had, uh, I served two years, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was enough for me. I had a family waiting for me at home, so yeah, that was one of the things that I did when, uh, um, instead of reenlisting, I, yeah. I decided that I wanted to get out and go to my family. Yeah, well, at least you got the chance to, you know, get I into did. the It was military. an honor to serve, I tell you. Yeah, so what was your motivation for going into the military? Actually, my motivation was a draft notice from Uncle Sam. Oh, it was okay. a letter in the mail that I received, and uh, the first thing I saw on it was greetings, and the greetings said that you are hereby ordered to, uh, to join the military, so I mm-hmm. did that. Uh, no reluctance on my part. It was something that I, uh, I had felt all along that I really wanted to do, but I had gotten married, so... Uh, married married men are reluctant about going in the military mm-hmm. uh, at that time, especially. Mm-hmm. So, what did you find most challenging about being in the military? Probably that part, or you know, actually, I enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. The tour that I did have, I enjoyed it uh, mainly because I accepted the fact that there wasn't anything I could do about it. So, I wasn't going to fight anything. I just went along with it. I served. Uh, uh, proudly, I honestly enjoyed my entire tour that I was there. Got to see some pretty country in Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Uh, just had a great time. Awesome. And how has being in the military impacted your life overall? I, the The major impact on my life was the fact that it 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 made me grow up. Number one, it, mm-hmm. uh, I I became very mature uh, in the fact that the responsibilities that were given us. Uh, uh, made an impact on my life. I was able to to conform to military life easily. Great. And, um, you know, I also hear in Florida, you attend church and you play a very big part in your church. So can you share a little bit more about that? I'd be glad to. Uh, my uh, my church uh, that I go to is, uh, is a small church, about 120 people. I am an elder in the church, very, very high responsibility. Um, I am responsible for a lot of spiritual awareness of the people in my church. I'm also the worship leader. Every Sunday I get to lead people uh, in singing and prayer. And um, on Wednesdays I teach a Bible study when I'm asked. And mm-hmm. uh, So I, I, I made a commitment years ago that, uh, that if I was going to be involved in the church, I was going to go into it um, uh, full time. It was something that I, I went to the minister and I told him, I said, if you can use me in any way, here I am. And that's what he's doing. And God has just made, uh, made a difference in our lives. Awesome. What would you say would be the best part about serving in the church? Knowing the fact that you can bring people to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, making people aware uh, and planting seeds because a lot of the things that you do uh, in in being a Christian is that um, number one you can't force somebody to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. All you do is you tell them what it's done for your life, and you become a living testimony. Mm-hmm. And a, a long time ago, I learned um, 
Maddie, my father, uh, your grandfather, mm-hmm. your, um, would be your great grandfather, <laughs> um, was a minister for 47 years. Oh, I didn't know that. And he left a lot of seeds planted in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ignored many of them. I, I said a long time ago that growing up, I had enough religion pounded into me that it was enough to last me the rest of my life. So I decided to sow my own seeds. I decided to live my own life. And I found out that um, I made up my mind that uh, God didn't need to control me. I was good enough that I can control my life. And sooner or later, uh, it humbles you. And I looked at it this way. And that is, I'm going to let God run my life from now on. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did that was because there is no way that God can make the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. So... I let God make the decisions, and every once in a while he lets me make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're right, and I give God all the glory. Sometimes when they're wrong, I ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. and it works. <laughs> That's good to hear. So aside from that, what do you like to do in your spare time? I heard you really like golf. I do like golf. I, uh, oh. In fact, I took a part-time job after I retired from the home-building business. I, uh, I took a job in a golf course just to get free golf. Mm-hmm. I liked it so much that I ended up working in the pro shop, and I, I play golf on uh, on a regular basis, both mm-hmm. in a league on Fridays, on Wednesdays I play in a league, and on Mondays I play just for free time. So, But I do enjoy golf, and I also have a woodworking business that, uh, that uh, we work at, uh, and we work at craft shows. We, we yes. sell our, uh, our wood at craft shows, and... Uh, the woodworking business is a is a, a work um, a work in progress, and what we do is uh, we take old wood, recycled wood, wood that people throw away, wood that would end up in a discard pile, burn pile, an incinerator, and uh, and we turn it into objects of art. So mostly practical things that people can use rather than just put on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And we'll definitely get into more about this. So you read my mind because. <laughs> That's what we were also going to talk about. (laughs) But before we talk about anything else, I was going to go more into your hobbies as well, which I think is a cool little subject. So for now, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Think. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Surprise you. 
Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Hey, and welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our interview with my grandpa. I'm just going to call him grandpa so <laughs> to introduce him, because that's the easiest way for me and the easiest way for you to remember. <laughs> I would say that. And then we'll get into, you know, a bunch of stuff. But anyways, grandpa, so um, going more into like some of your hobbies, you really like golf. So how did you get into golf, though? I started out when right out of high school. Some friends of mine were together, and we decided to play golf, and I've been playing ever since. Uh, that was back in the 1960s, and golf was very, very inexpensive at that time. And it's gotten to where it's uh, a little costly, but it's a great hobby. It's a good way to release some frustration and anxiety, but it's, uh, it's a good hobby, very good hobby. Yeah. I don't think I've ever tried golf before. Maybe mini golf, but not golf. <laughs> Little difference in the mini golf. Other than yeah. That, you, still have to, uh, you still have to hit the ball in the hole. That's the object of it. Not a good putter, though. <laughs> not a good putter at all. I went to a golf tournament, and they let me putt. I totally missed it. It's not good. I don't think I'll There's be doing that. There's an art though. to it. Trust me. I know. I don't think I'll be doing that yet. Yet. <laughs> Maybe one day. Do you like fishing? I do. Um, in fact... Uh, your brothers uh, actually got me involved in fishing uh, mm -hmm. when they were very young and uh, took a liking to it and uh, uh, been fishing, fished in tournaments, uh, fished for relaxation and um, didn't catch a whole lot, but uh, mm -hmm. that's why they call it fishing. Yeah, I know they're still really big into fishing. All of their kids have a mini fishing pool or at least some sort of fishing Another pool. Another relaxing, it better be relaxing because you're not going to be real busy. Yeah, I know. Everybody does that. Usually, it, like, you'll have a good busy day, and then you'll catch a lot of fish, and then other days, you're just kind of sitting around with the pole on the side, and then waiting, and then maybe you won't catch anything, Absolutely. but then maybe you'll have that one fish, but maybe you'll lose it, too. Always looking for that trophy fish. I know there's a risk involved with that, whether you're going to catch it, or you're not, or maybe, or you did, or you lost it. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, it always gives you bragging rights. Uh, the fish is always bigger than the one that you brought into the boat. You know what's funny, though, about fishing, though? I still never change. I had my brothers put the little worm on the hook. I still make them do that still now. make them Or at do least that. whoever's going with me. I'm like, can you put this on? <laughs> Eventually, I'll do it. That's what it. brothers are for. Yes. Have we changed any? No. No? Just size-wise? <laughs> Just size-wise. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Thankfully, I am getting taller, though. Just a little bit. Or a little bit more than I was. <laughs> so that's good. But anyways, I want to go more into your business, Lionhearts. Yes. So then we can go ahead and, you know, talk more about that. My first name is Richard, so it was obvious that um, we would come up with a name. Uh, Richard uh, Richard the Lionheart was an influence. And <laughs> in my high school career, I did a lot of reports on Richard the Lionheart back in the Crusade days. Mm -hmm. And so when we named the business, we came up with the Lionheart's Treasure Chest. And um, like I said earlier, we, um, we take, we call it rescued wood. We find wood that people throw away and we turn it into uh, objects of art. 
Um, we, um, we make practical items. We make everything from, one of the main things that we started out making was um, military f burial flag cases. Mm, I've seen those. For the military, uh, the deceased always gets a triangle flag mm -hmm. uh, at, at their funeral. And we ma started making cases for them. And we donate a lot. We donate a lot to the veterans organizations, the VFWs, American Legions, uh, DAVs. We, we give a lot of them away. In fact, uh, in, our, in our golf career, we have uh, all the tournaments that involve the, the veterans. We usually give away two or three of those as prizes. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very well-received item. Another thing that we do with, uh, uh, with our woodworking is uh, a lot of your post office banks are retiring their doors, their mm -hmm. brass combination doors. Uh, and as they're tearing down the post offices, uh, it used to be they would throw those things, recycle them because they're solid brass. We were able to um, uh, to obtain two thousand of them uh, mm -hmm. back in 1990, and uh, we bought them at an auction. We turned them all into banks. We put a little brass um, receive uh, coin receiver on the top of it. The combinations still work. Most of them mm -hmm. uh, that were retired now are made back in 1960. From 60 to from 1958 to 1968, it was the same model of door. Well. Uh, we turn them all into banks, like I said, and uh, uh, it's an item that's very well received. They're getting harder and harder to find because mm -hmm. they're uh, they're antiques. But um, we make everything from candle holders to wine holders to uh, 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 just a number of things that, uh, that we're only limited by our imagination. If mm -hmm. you come up with an idea and you make it... Um, uh, if it if it's not received, well, you just don't make that item anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you you keep experimenting, and like I said, it's a it's work in progress because you're always trying to come up with different ideas, uh, and you don't really have to reinvent the wheel. You just yeah, have to kind of change it a little bit, mm -hmm. make it a little bit more practical. But uh, that's our business, and we travel around. Uh, we do shows, um, in in mostly in Florida, Georgia. Uh, we, we do shows there because, number one, it's local for us. And mm -hmm. uh, there's always a show going on all year round. 365 days a year you can find shows uh, in that area. So Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I know it's kind of funny because about everybody in our family basically at least has one of those coin banks or two. <laughs> that's actually how I uh, – <laughs> when I started making them, uh, it was on an experimental basis. And, of course – in, in the business that we're in, our families seem to be our guinea pigs. You make mm -hmm. one, you give it to a member of the family and see what the rest of the family uh, does. So when we started with the banks, we gave one away here and one away there. Next thing you know, every family member wants one of those banks. So mm -hmm. so we've tried to, uh, we tried, especially the little kids. Uh, the you... little kids love to open and close that bank. And then actually, it's a work, like I said, it's a workable uh, item. Uh, the combinations uh, still work after all these years. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the kids love them, and like I said, the family. We uh, we actually uh, make things from corner cabinets to uh, wall hanging quilt racks to uh, uh, center pieces for tables. Just uh, just to give away to the family. They make good gifts. They do. And and the thing I like about it is that. Um, as I said, we get a lot of wood given to us because mm -hmm. 
of people being so wasteful. Mm -hmm. So we take the waste that keeps our overheads down mm -hmm. so we can make the different items and all. Yeah. I know those are always fun. I still have mine. It's like sitting in my room and stuff. And then, of course, my niece and nephew have one. And like we've seen last night, they like closing and opening them. They do. Too many times. But <laughs> especially since my niece, Allison, she's only going to be turning four. So she doesn't really get the whole like combination thing that you kind of got to turn it a certain way and stop there and then do that thing. So she gets really frustrated, makes her brother open it. Yep. And he's what's nice know, about it, I opening and closing, is they take the money out, yeah. put the money back in, open it, take the money out, and so forth, and keep counting it. <laughs> I'm like, How much? I don't know, don't maybe you should it count again. it again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny though. So, can you tell me a little bit more about like the craft shows that you have been able to go to? Yes, we've done. Um, I tell you, the, the craft shows are um, with the economy being the way it is, a lot of your craft shows have gone downhill. Um, People don't have the extra money to spend on an item that they normally wouldn't buy. So it makes it harder. We've, we've kind of narrowed it down to some of the shows that we're doing now. Uh, we do a show um, once a year that brings in about 250,000 people. Nice. That's in North Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we've done shows to where 11 or 12 people showed up. Wow. So um, some shows you make a dollar or two and some shows you don't make anything. So, mm -hmm. But it's uh, the thing that we like about it is in doing the different shows and the variety. You meet uh, you meet a lot of new people. You meet mm -hmm. you make friends all everywhere you go because people stop and talk to you. They don't they don't want, they like to talk to you about what you have and what mm -hmm. you're selling. But they like to know who you are and what you do and how you get your wood and how do you do this. And then we <laughs> always have the people that like say, "Can I take a picture of it? Because I think I can make that." Yeah. And it's okay. We understand that. I mean, mm -hmm. um, none of the things that we do are our are, are, are ideas. We have gotten them from someplace else. I, I, I tell this story, and that is that at my bedside, I keep a piece of paper and a pad and a pencil because if I'm dreaming and I think of an idea... I better write it down because chances are the next day I am not going to remember what I yeah. thought about. So so I've done that on several occasions and all. Nice. I know. Like you were saying, you can really like make anything. It's just you have to have the idea and kind of like that standard thing first. Yeah. Like you were telling me, we can try to make like a crown and sash box exactly. because I have, you know, crowns and sash that aren't current yep. and they were like my past titles. So yeah. that, that'd be a cool little idea. A lot of things come up. Uh, like, uh, like I said, my ideas come from various uh, various sources. I, I get a lot of people asking me, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" Mm -hmm. And um, and so we put our heads together and uh, we do that. Yeah, and of course the internet. <laughs> okay, well let's take a break for now. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to the Fame Game. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Hey, and welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our conversation with my grandpa. So, we're just talking about um, not only his business, but kind of your favorite things about the business and et cetera, what you can make, where you go, all that good stuff. But we're still not done with the business yet because that's like one of the best parts, I think, to talk about. It's pretty interesting, I think. And um, I mean, other than that, it's pretty cool. So um, what is your favorite item to make? Favorite item to make right now are wine holders. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I... I would be uh, I would be little amiss if I didn't say that I get a lot of help from Grandma, mm-hmm. and Grandma does my painting for me, yes. and she helps me do the finishing and the sanding, and all. Um, wine holders are very popular right now. We we have several wineries that we uh, we take them to, uh, mm-hmm. put them in on consignment, and they sell. Um, they're always an attraction at several of the shows that we do. Uh, uh, we uh, we usually probably I'd say forty percent of our display space is taken up by our wine items. So wine items are very good to make because you can be creative. The thing about arts and crafts is when you hand make something, you can't duplicate it. So every mm-hmm. one of them is different. Every item that we make is a different item, whether it's a a shelf uh, top wine holder or a freestanding wine holder or something. Uh, it's hard to duplicate. So. We, uh, we do a lot of a lot of work with those. Nice. And you were saying on the break about like wood and things like that and kind of just like how you upcycle things. Yes. Is it hard to, you know, get wood or is it not really much of a challenge because it's out there? It is. There's so much out there. Um, I, I built homes for, I probably built 500 homes, 600 homes in my Jeez. lifetime. And I noticed that the the 
excess of wood that was thrown away off of every job mm-hmm. was staggering. Uh, most of your builders average between 8 and 12% waste. And they do it for design. It's by design. They plan on waste uh, because they don't want to run out of wood while they're building a house. Mm-hmm. So uh, that started me on, on the road to how to get wood. Well, then all I had to do was put the word out that I was looking for wood. And like uh, I have people come up to me at shows and say, hey, I'm cleaning my garage out and I've got some wood if you want it. Old furniture, uh, people start throwing away old furniture uh, that was made before 1960. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of that was made out of good solid wood. That was before the invention of pressed wood. Um, so I look for that. I have also have two lumber companies uh, that... Uh, throw me all of their scraps. Nice. <laughs> um, the one company, uh, I save about $2,000 a year because they don't have to get rid of it. They don't have to take it to a, a burn pile or an incinerator. They don't have to take it to a landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like um, like what I'm doing is a small part, but if everybody would recycle, uh, uh, there's always somebody looking for uh, the wood that they're going to throw away. Mm-hmm. So... You're not going to be able to salvage every bit of it and save it. I've got a I've got a container on my property right now that's 40 foot long, 10 foot high, and 10 foot wide, and I filled it in less than eight months. Wow! <laughs> with wood that people were throwing was throwing away. Mm-hmm. So cabinet shops, um, uh, construction sites. Um, Furniture, people that build furniture, there still are some companies out there that make uh, custom furniture. A lot, of, a lot of good places to get scrap wood. Uh, one of the big things right now are, are pallets. Uh, mm-hmm. There are millions of pallets every year that are thrown in landfills. They're crushed up and thrown away. So uh, they're finding uses for that. And, and like I said earlier, I'm only limited by my imagination. So mm-hmm. if I come up with an idea... Um, usually it's, I get the idea first and then I try and find the wood that I need, uh, moldings and, and base moldings, trim around doors, mm-hmm. always good stuff. You can, you can make some pretty stuff with it. Picture frames. Uh, mm-hmm. you can, there isn't anything that you can't do with scrap wood. I, I don't even, uh, I don't even buy, uh, my plugs that I use for plugging holes where I drill for screws. I use I make my own plugs because yeah. it's a way to use the scrap wood. Mm-hmm. I, I right now the, the the amount of wood that I'm getting I probably use eighty five percent of the wood I I salvage. Fifteen percent is what goes into the to the dumpster, hmm. and usually I can use that to heat up my wood shop yeah. in the winter time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true, and then whatever you don't use, you you can use as you know firewood. Exactly. It's not a bad use because you're going to have to use some other wood anyways. Exactly, that's the truth. Yeah. So, what would you say out of everything is your favorite item to make? Probably the to make. Mm-hmm. Like, I would I would say the flag cases are my favorite thing to make. Okay. Yeah, the fa- the flag cases. Number one, um, when you hand somebody that flag case mm-hmm. for the use that you know it's intended for, uh, you see a great amount of satisfaction. Because the worst thing that I think that can happen to a flag that is received by the wife of a of a dead veteran, or and and I include firemen. Mm-hmm. In on that too, uh, first responders, uh, they receive those flags also. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is that that flag can sit under a bed or in the bottom of a dresser drawer. Mm-hmm. It needs to be displayed. It's something that 
um, that I myself get get emotionally involved when I see a flag uh, uh, that I know they have. It's it's in a plastic bag, and it's hidden somewhere. It needs to be displayed mm-hmm. in the proper place. So, so that's that was uh, why we started making them. Right now, uh, I mentioned that I get a lot of salvaged wood and all. I have enough wood right now. And glass. I receive my glass from window companies that throw it away by the ton. Oh, geez. I receive free glass, uh, and I don't use uh, hardly any nails or screws. It's all put together with a good, strong wood glue. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably have enough right now to make 500 flag cases. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. And Um, it continues, I'm sure. So, And it does. And like I said, it's... It's something that's why uh, with 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 getting the free wood, the free glass. I mean, it's goodwill for me to give those away, and I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a veterans association; they buy some from me, but I also give them for their display cases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, we have a large contingency of homeless vets in our area in Florida. In fact, it's one of the largest in the nation per capita, and uh, these vets. Um, deserve recognition too so what we do is down at one of the vfw posts um they offer to give the family of the vets and homeless people have families Mm -hmm. uh so they give them uh the free flag case uh so we do a lot of donations and we enjoy that that's another thing that's satisfying awesome and do you think that all of the items that you create, do they take a lot of effort and time, or is it kind of become easier as you continually progress to make them? It's It started out as a hobby, and you can actually let it get to where it consumes a lot of your time and energy. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things, it's, it's considered a labor of love, because you see the results of what you're making, uh, and you, when you put it out uh, at the shows and people stop by and look at it, um, I mean, honestly, uh, you, you see the immediate results of the people say, wow, you know, that is, uh, did you make that or did you buy that or did it come from overseas? And the one thing about the craft items is uh, people appreciate handmade uh, items. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's very satisfying. And, and like I said, it's a labor of love. We, I, we really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool though, because every time I like look at the box or the pig bank or whatever it is, I just can't believe that it was like just scrap wood before, but yeah. now it's like, you know, something new. We used to do that with the banks. I would, uh, I would keep some raw pieces of wood on a table mm-hmm. in progression of how it looks. And the end result was here's what started out as scrap wood. Uh, after you sand it down, uh, clean it up, uh, and varnish it, uh, people are amazed that it starts out with uh, basically uh, scrap wood. Yeah, scrap glass, scrap everything. Scrap glass, everything. Sure scrap is. postal little thingies. I don't even know what to call them exactly. The the postal doors for years yes. and years. They estimate that the doors over over the years that better than three million of them have ended up in landfills across the United and that's States. That's so sad. Because mm-hmm. the federal government wasn't allowed to sell those doors oh. because they didn't have a place for the money to go to. There I wasn't see. a slot for the money, so they buried them across the United States. Now the thing that's amazing. In another 100, 200 years, when they dig those banks up, I guarantee you they will still work. 
Probably. They're very well made. They will not deteriorate. It's solid brass. Mm-hmm. So if you ever, if you run across one, you put it aside mm-hmm. because uh, sooner or later they're going to be obsolete. Sooner or later you won't, you won't see them anymore. Yeah. And then we'll all have one. <laughs> Everybody will have one. Yeah. So that's good. Well, we'll get into more of this interview. We have one last segment, but before we get into that, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose and you're listening to The Fame Game. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this form of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our final segment with Grandpa. And um, so we were just talking about, you know, your favorite item to make. And then also, is it challenging? What's the labor that goes into it? Also about wood, because I think the whole upcycling idea is really cool. For example, we went to the Watermelon Festival today, and there was this lady there. And she had a tent set up, and all of her stuff is vintage. And I was explaining to her, you know, I love vintage stuff. All that really is interesting to me. And she said, yeah, I upcycle everything. So she takes the old jeans, you know, creates it into something new, takes old vintage brooches, makes them into new rings. And I thought that was cool because that's kind of what, what you do with wood, essentially. Yeah, it's, um, I tell you, it's more and more uh, people are becoming aware that sooner or later we're going to run out of room to get rid of our garbage. 
Yeah. <laughs> so there are different organizations across the United States. I'm privileged to be uh, semi-associated with a group uh, in Las Vegas. It's called Greener Vegas. Uh, Greener Vegas does recycling of, believe it or not, political posters, campaign posters. Uh, after a uh, after an election, you'd be surprised how much garbage is created from just the signage. Mm-hmm. So uh, they take that and they recycle it into uh, into different things like uh, like convention badges and things like that. Um, but there are other things that they're really pushing for because we need to become a nation of of recyclers. Our landfills and mm-hmm. our, our, uh, our 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 countryside is just littered with uh, billions and billions of tonnage of, of garbage. Mm-hmm. So it, it, people are becoming more and more aware of it and. Uh, uh, you'd be surprised at some of the things that we throw away that third world countries use on a regular basis mm-hmm. in their everyday life. And plastic water bottles is one of them. You were telling me it's about that. It's amazing. I mean, they they have learned to use those plastic bottles for everything from uh, mixing a chemical in the in the water, shaking it up, and using it as a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use it for floors. They put it. Uh, you fill a bottle plastic bottle full of water becomes very strong. You can actually stand on the top of it and it won't crumble that bottle. Mm-hmm. So they're using, third world countries are using a lot of, uh, a lot of our, uh, our garbage mm-hmm. uh, uh, for some of their great ideas and stuff. Yeah. So we need to become more and more aware of it. That's true. Definitely. And going more into about how grandma has been involved with the business, what is her main job? Her main job is to supervise. It okay. actually, I, I couldn't be, uh, I couldn't be the artisan or the, uh, uh, the, the, the designer without her help. She, <laughs> she really contributes an awful lot. She's very tireless. She, uh, uh, one of the things that she does on all of our, um, our winery items, uh, she's gotten very proficient at painting grapes. I honestly think she can paint them in her sleep. I know. Uh, The thing is that uh, uh, she's done this in a very short time. When you consider she's had no art training at all, this has Mm -hmm. all all been done through trial and error. And uh, she does a tremendous job. Uh, I get people notice the artwork on on our product before they notice what the product is actually used for. Yeah. So... Yeah, she's a she's a driving force uh, in in our business and in my life, and she does uh, does a tremendous job. Awesome. And is there anything in the future you'd like to make with your business? You know, I don't. Like I said, I'm I'm limited by my imagination. Mm-hmm. So so I, I don't really. My ideas come spontaneously. They're, they're they pop up in my brain, and I need to write them down. So. Um, my goal is this, to come up with, um, new ideas all the time, mm-hmm. uh, because people are always looking for unique items. Uh, one of the things that we, uh, we also do, we make cutting boards out of mm. scrap wood. Now cutting boards are made from hardwood items. Uh, they're very easy to make because you put them all together, you sand them down and you mm-hmm. coat them with a, a coat of mineral oil, but it's a practical item that people use every day. I, uh, uh, use the natural color of the woods. I don't stain it. Uh, uh, honestly, come through with people are amazed that it, uh, it's wood that normally would get thrown away. Mm-hmm. So. That's really good, though. And is there anything else in the future that you'd like to pursue other than your craft business? Are you going to focus on this? <laughs> you know, one of the things that I would uh, would like to do is to live to be a ripe 
old man <laughs> and enjoy life the way it's supposed to be. As long as I yeah. can do that, uh, and, and green grass is always under my feet, I'd be a very happy man. God has blessed me in so mm-hmm. many ways that uh, that's uh, that's what I want to do. I just want to live to <laughs> to a good old age. Good. And what are you most looking forward to doing in Arizona? I, you know, I want to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, w- as you know, we have uh, four great grandchildren. This is the first time we've had a chance to meet them. Yes, crazy little so ones. So <laughs> we wanna we wanna spend some time. Uh, of course, your brother uh, being in the service, uh, mm-hmm. very proud of him, and we want to spend some time with him. Uh, both of your brothers. Uh, it's just a, a, this is a family <laughs> get together. Uh, uh, Reunion-ish. Reunion, yeah, exactly. It's something, and and you know the thing is, as as we get older, you don't you don't know when you'll ever have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that again. So, uh, we're taking very well advantage of it. We're going to spend some time here and just enjoy life and enjoy our family. Yeah, and the exciting thing is, since you guys live in Florida and my national competitions in Florida, that worked out pretty well. It I would did. say it worked out very well. And Maddie, we're very proud of you. And we uh, we plan on uh, being right there by your side when you come to Florida. You're only going to be seventy two miles away, which is a little better than two thousand and one hundred and seventy two yeah. miles away. I know. You know that by now. Driving <laughs> up here, so that's pretty good. And um, finally, how can others learn more about Linehearts? Um, the best way right now is I'm working on a website. I, I, I it's under construction right now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, www.lionheartstreasurechest.com, or if you just type it in Facebook under Lionhearts Treasure Chest, you'll get to see some of the items that we've posted in there too. Awesome. And do you have any advice for somebody that wants to pursue one of their girls' goals, even if that's like a business or you know whatever it may be? I'd tell you if it in in anything that you do. Um, goals are nice to set, but it's also nice to don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt that if, if, if you're going to make a mistake, then learn from that mistake mm-hmm. and move on. Uh, trust me in my, in my arts and crafts business, in my woodworking business, um, there's a lot of things ended up in the trash can before <laughs> it ended up on the I'm crafts sure. table. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, when I was uh, in my early years, I, uh, I made a lot of things that ended up as ashtrays. Nice. No matter what they started out, they became an ashtray because that's about all they were worth. <laughs> but, and, and that would be my advice to anybody. Just don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Awesome. Well, thanks, Grandpa, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was great being here. You're welcome. And, of course, to top off our show and end it, I have a song of the week. And this is one of my favorite songs that just kind of came out. And it's a nice summer song. So it's called Boomerang, and it's by the Somerset. So they're a new band. But other than that, hope you enjoy that. But thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to The Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. This show has been produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Radio Network. And thanks for listening, and we'll be with you again next week. Bye. If I was Jay-Z, you'd be my Beyonce. We can rock the nation like they do. And if I was the Banshee, you'd be Mona Lisa. Ping my smile perfectly on you. And if I was James Dean, you could be my Audrey. Breakfast at Tiffany's for two. So pull me away, cause if I were a boom away, I'd turn around and come back to you. Back, back to you.
Kids Channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show.